goals. Here's what I want you to do. You got a pen handy. It's right there, most likely, unless you're driving down the road. If you're driving down the road, don't worry about that. If you got a pen handy and a piece of paper, I want you to write a couple things down. So the first thing I want you to write down is between now and the end of the year, the number of files you want to close. So write that number down. So if it's a file per week, call it 10. And maybe that should be everyone's goal, 10. But if you're already closing a file a week, then maybe it's two files per week. And I do not want you to think about this number in relation to things you already have in the pipeline. So if your goal was, and I'm, I'm just gonna work with 10, there's 10 weeks left, roughly, let's say there's 10 files you wanna close. If your goal is 10 and you've already got four on the books, you know, two of them are complete, another two almost through, that doesn't mean you've only got to get six more. Forget about what you got on the pipe. Whatever the number is you just wrote down, double it. Double that number and set that as your goal. So if you did write down 10, write down 20, which may seem really uncomfortable and probably not possible, and maybe that's more files than you've ever closed in a 10-week period, and isn't it COVID and the fall, and isn't the Festivus coming up? You know, all these different things double whatever that number is. So cross out the first number, write down the double. Uh, now, now I've screwed up my own math here. I should have said five, right? And you're probably wishing you'd written down a lower number too. All right, so 20. So now I'm going to work with 20. I'm just going to do this off the top of my head because I didn't write this down. So you've got the number that you were hoping to do. Now you've got that new number, double. Again, I'm going to use 20 for the conversation. And realistically, you want all of these files closed complete by December 15th. And if they aren't funded by December 15th, especially if they're a refinance, you're gonna to wanna to bump them out three to four weeks, but that's gonna be part two. We'll keep this segment just the numbers. So again, we're pretending we have zero files in the pipeline. Some of you may not need to pretend that, which what can I say? That sucks, but hey, that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna bootstrap and figure this out. So if I wanted to close 20 files between now and the end of this year, and I'm a brand new broker, I'm five years in, I'm 10 years in, there's different strategies I'm gonna use, except there's one tool that I'm, well, maybe there's two or three tools that I'm gonna use. You know, I'm certainly gonna be using the telephone. And just like I've been saying since March, uh, when all of this unfolded, the single best thing you can be doing with an hour minimum of every single day of the week is picking up the phone and making outbound calls to your database. And every single one of you has a database. I don't care if you just got licensed yesterday, you still have a database. You've got some Facebook friends, you've got some LinkedIn connections, hopefully build yourself a robust LinkedIn profile. If you just started out, you've got people you know out there in the world. And you need to pick up the phone and call them and ask them two questions, right? Number one, how are you? Don't forget to ask how they are. Number two, is there anything I can do to help you? And have a conversation. Don't be pushy. Don't ask if they have a mortgage that they need, you know, close by, by the end of the year. Nothing like that. Like just those two questions and see where the conversation goes, right? How are they is probably going to lead into conversation around their work at some point or lack thereof. So you're qualifying in a way when you realize they are out of work. That's probably not a prospect, but you shouldn't hang up on them right away. You should actually spend some time engaging with them. And hey, can you help them get work? 
I mean, my favorite thing to do when I would reach out and connect with a client and discover that they were in between employment was connect them to somebody else I knew. Like I'd reach out. I remember the one client was an engineer. Well, I knew another client that ran an engineering firm. So I made an introduction. And although the two of them didn't work together, that that person, because they're so deeply connected in the industry, was able to help this person get a job much faster. That engineer, that client, I mean, they've never forgotten that. They routinely come back eight years later and, and bring that up. So again, how are you? How can I help you? You'd be surprised all the different ways you can help people that have nothing to do with a mortgage, but will come back. It's planting seeds. It's planting seeds. So what I'm going to say is that number you've written down, you're probably going to want to double that number. At least you may want to triple that number when it comes to the number of mortgage applications you're going to need to put into the pipeline. So if you're building applications out of warm referrals, if you've got a big database of past clients, you know, you've been in the business a number of years and you're going to be able to reach into that warm pool of past clients, referral partners you've worked with for years, your ratio of your funding, your funding ratio app, app to fund ratio, as they call it, is probably going to be two to one. It may be a little better, maybe a little worse, but on average, it's usually two to one. Now in COVID, again, if it's early days in your career, it may be three to one, it may be four to one because you're taking applications that as you're taking the application, you should realize, or maybe even are realizing partway through, this thing's never gonna fund. But that's okay, it's good practice to be intaking applications. So intake those complete applications. And even though it may not be able to fund this quarter or next year, you may be able to work with them a year later. And it's identifying the problems and then helping those people get over the hurdles and clear those problems. But again, you do get a lot more bogged down if you're just dealing with internet leads, random inquiries, uh, if you're buying leads, that kind of thing, the, the, the ratio can go all the way to 20 to one. Uh, buying leads, it's typically 20 to one. 20 mortgage applications later, you fund one. So again, if you look at that number you've written down, multiply that by 20, that's how many leads you would have to purchase to close that many transactions. Now, I do cite an example of a broker who did exactly that. I mean, he just bought leads like crazy and was just a workhorse and just powered through them. And I mean, eventually his ratio got a little better. He got you know down to like 10 to one, maybe even down to five to one in some batches because he got so much more proficient in what he was doing. So again, you're gonna have to build out that, that number, I'm gonna say double to triple. So you might want to overestimate the effort required. So if you look at that 20 number, I wanna fund 20 files between now and the end of the year. I'm gonna to need to build 60 applications. Now really I should only need to build 40, but again, overestimate the effort required. So if I need to build 60, how many conversations is that gonna take me? Well, realistically, if you're picking up the phone, dialing and asking those two questions into a warm database, it's probably still gonna be about 10 outbound calls for one application. So you're gonna to have to make about 600 calls. And I'm just doing the math as I said right now, this actually is doable. I mean, what do I talk about? I talk about 10 calls a day. I'm a lightweight. I don't push anybody very hard. 10 calls a day. You make 10 calls a day for the next 60 days, even if you worked on weekends, you could actually do this. You could make 600 calls. You could get 60 applications. You could fund 20 of them. 
one of you is writing that down, at least one of you, that is the goal you're setting. And if you're legit committed to that goal and you're going to make those 10 calls a day every day between now and December 15th, man, I want to hear about your results. I really want to hear about your results. And you know what? Even if you wrote down, I want to fund six files and then I made you double it to 12, I don't care. Whoever's written down their goals right now and actually achieves those goals or doesn't achieve them but puts in a first-class effort, I really want to hear your story. If you have the time to take the time to type out an email in a few weeks along the way, let me know how you're doing. I would love to hear this. So like I say, overestimate the effort required, underestimate the results of the work you're going to do. This has always, always paid off for me. It's always generated money. So the other piece of this is what about the motivation? What's the motivation to make this happen? Well, for some of you, it's survival. For others, it's providing for your family. For some, it's, it's ego. You know, you want to hit a new number. You're already good. You've already had the most amazing financial year. I mean, disaster of a year in every other way. Like, what a dumpster fire. What was it a train wreck inside a dumpster fire, et cetera? Um, but for some of you, you've had amazing years, and you may just want to ease back. But not everybody likes to ease back, especially most people who've already had a rock, rock star type of year, record setting year. They want to lean in and go even further. So that's, that's what we're talking about. So maybe it's just for the high score. Maybe it's just to really blow away the previous high score. Maybe it's for a new Tesla. Hey, no judgment, whatever you want to do. Maybe it's to put, you know, a couple of wells in some villages in Africa, whatever your goals are, a little bit of extra cash never hurts to help achieve those goals. So those are my thoughts for you on goal setting. And like I say, I'd love to hear some results from this little goal setting exercise. All right. I'm rubbing my hands together because it's cold in here. I didn't turn the heat on. I don't have to turn the AC on anymore, but I didn't turn the heat on. I didn't want to overheat, but I'm going to have to kick the heat on after all here.